The Power of the Word is brought to you each week by the support of our partners and friends. Today on Power of the Word. We've had things go on in our life, maybe personally, or things sometimes that would happen in the church or body life of the church. It's just war, man. It's just, I mean, the devil doesn't like what you do when you serve God. And he'll set up strategies and schemes and, and provoke people and create all kinds of circumstance. Well, when you see it, what do you do? What you do first will set the tone for what takes place through the process. And so at the very beginning, he proclaimed a fast among the people. He said, we're gonna set our face against the wall, so to speak. And we're gonna hear God. Confession is a vital part of our faith. The words we speak carry more weight than most of us could ever imagine. The book of Proverbs tells us that our words can either destroy or bring life. Yet, you have the power to choose the right words to come out of your mouth. In the series, 20 Confessions to Change Your Life, Dr. Ed King shares biblical insight and direction on how to use your words to bring the future you desire. These confessions cover areas of your life, such as your health, purpose, family, finances, and more. Agree with God and speak what you want to see in your life. To order the series, 20 Confessions to Change Your Life as MP3s for a gift of $7 or on CD for a gift of $15, go to poweroftheword.com or call 1-800-956-4433. Change the course of your future through the words you speak today. Amen. We've been uh, in a little short series of messages on fasting. We won't spend much time on it, but we're in our time of prayer and fasting here in the church, our 30 days of prayer and fasting. And so it's just only appropriate to talk a little bit about the benefits of that. We can't cover all the benefits, but we can cover some. We've talked to you about, um, you know, breaking generational curses through prayer and fasting. That's great revelation there. A lot of things that get passed on and passed on and passed on seem to be just difficult to gain victory over. That's one of the things that God's shown us in his word that you can break through the power of prayer and fasting. We talked about last week, divine guidance that comes in our times of prayer and fasting. And today we're going to talk about fasting when danger is present. Fasting when danger is present. And all of us go through times of danger. And there's physical danger. There's spiritual danger. There's danger that lurks unaware. We don't know it. We don't see it. A lot of times it's hidden. And uh, we can sense it maybe, and sometimes we don't know it at all. Uh, but whatever the case may be, life is full of danger. And there's a way we know the name of Jesus we have power and authority over all the works of darkness in Jesus' name, but a lot of times we don't know it. We saw that one of the things in Isaiah 58 that happens for the faster is when a person fasts, God becomes our, King James says, re-reward. Uh, 
And that word re-reward is translated in other translations as rear guard. In other words, a way that we could put it in our normal everyday up-to-date vernacular would be he's our he's got our back. He's our he watches our backside. He watches when we don't know it. And uh, he stops the arrow that flies at noonday, the things that fly in the dark. You know, and you, you don't know. There, there's a, if you study uh, ancient warfare back before, all the modern technology began to affect what was done, but there were what was called in an army, there were, there were bowmen, B-O-W, bowmen. They used bow and arrows, you know. And one of the techniques of war is they would shoot arrows into the air and those arrows would come down on the enemy. And one of the things that the enemy would do, or maybe if you weren't the enemy, depend on which side you're on, but they would make a, a shield of their shield. They'd hold the shield up to protect from the coming arrows. So there's times that the arrow can fly. You don't see it, you don't hear it, but it's deadly in its ability. And so God gives us a protection from those kind of things that we don't even see and don't even know. Because we walk in a dangerous world. This world is dangerous. It's a deadly world. You know, people talk about nature and the friendliness of nature. It ain't friendly. Go look at your house. After about 10 years of elapsed since the last paint job, see how friendly the world is. That'd be on you if it wasn't on it. God gives you that for a protection. So a lot of things we do, we, 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 we do lots of things to protect ourselves from the elements and don't even realize it. It's just become natural. So the world's not a friendly place. Now you can enjoy it, but you have to know how to enjoy, enjoy it with the necessary steps and precautions. Amen? Doesn't mean not, not designed to instill fear in you, but... It is designed to let you know that you're in a hostile environment. There's an outlaw loose on this planet. Amen. And so uh, we, we saw in Matthew 6 and beginning in verse number 16, Jesus said, he said, Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. And so... We don't do fasting to be seen of men. Now, we talked a little bit about various things that people do that they may use the word fast attached to it. I talked to you about an e-fast where I've seen people that go on what, what they call an e-fast where they, where they eliminate all electronics, no social media, no phones, no TV, whatever. Well, that's a pretty big discipline, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. But when we talk about fasting from a biblical standpoint, we're talking about food. We're not talking about those other things. I know back in the day, people used to fast the newspaper. They used to go off the newspaper. Well, we don't even have newspapers anymore, much. And so uh, it, it'd be a similar thing, an e-fast would be. But I say those things to say, when we talk to you about a biblical fast, we're talking about food, doing without food. And we've asked during this time, for everybody in this church, uh, we proclaim a fast, we set it aside a certain way, and we've asked everybody who calls this church their church, 
unless there's some physical reason why you can't. Um, and getting hungry is not a good physical reason. Well, if I fast, I might get hungry. Well, that may be the point. What'd you think? But anyway, just saying those things to say, unless there's some reason, you know, people have certain ailments or, you know, expectant mothers, things like that. We don't expect, we're not silly. We, we, you know, we're reasonable and God is too. Amen. So if you have a reason you can't, then don't. Uh, but anyway, and Jesus said that we're not appear, to appear unto men to fast, but to Father which sees in secret uh, is the God that rewards us openly. And so what we do in that secret place before God related to the fast, he rewards us when we come out into our open place, out of the prayer closet, so to speak. Now there's a passage you'll find back in Second Chronicles chapter 20, and it'll be a familiar passage to you, I, I would imagine, <clears throat> if you're a Bible reader, should be, but this uh, Jehoshaphat, the, the people, the children of Israel, certain portions of them anyway, were um, in danger. And we see in Second uh, Chronicles 20, beginning in your verse number 1, and it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab, the children of Ammon, and with them other beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. And so there's a battle going on, and they're under siege. They're being, they're being attacked. There, there are armies that are attacking these people of God. And there came some of the, that told Jehoshaphat, saying, there cometh a great multitude. Everybody say great multitude. And so sometimes there's a great multitude. Sometimes it's a hidden force, but sometimes it's an onslaught. Sometimes it's direct. Sometimes you can see it. You can feel it. It's right there. Amen. And that's the way life is. Sometimes there's the hidden secrets and, and they're, they're trying to attack you and assault you from maybe a, a stealth position or maybe from behind the rock, so to speak. But then sometimes it's a full frontal assault. Amen. And it says, there cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And behold, they, um, they be in Hezatamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared. And so, you know, there's times that we just, um, now fear we know is not of the Lord, but sometimes you see what's going on and there's going to be that, that shaking of the reality of what could happen unless there's an intervention. Amen. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And so what did the man of God do in the very beginning of the onslaught that he knew was coming in a battle that they could not win? Physically, they could not win this battle. So what did he do? He said a fast. Now, we've had things go on in our life, maybe personally, or things sometimes that would happen in the church or body life of the church. It's just war, man. It's just, I mean, the devil doesn't like what you do when you serve God. And he'll set up strategies and schemes and, and provoke people and create all kinds of circumstance. Well, when you see it, what do you do? What you do first will set the tone for what takes place through the process. And so at the very beginning, he proclaimed a fast among the people. He said, we're going to set our face against the wall, so to speak. 
and we're going to hear God. We're going to seek God in this, this matter. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah, and Judah gathered themselves together. And so it doesn't make any difference what the leader proclaims if the people won't do it. A leader may proclaim a fast, but you've got to have participation before it does any good. Amen. And Judah gathered themselves together and asked help of the Lord. Even out of the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And so they gathered themselves and they asked God to help. And they came together to seek the Lord. And you find verse 5 through verse 12, which we won't read for time's sake. But you'll find the request that they made of the Lord. You'll find the prayer that they actually prayed, what they took to the Lord. They stated their case. And the Bible says, come, let us plead together, saith the Lord. There's times that you need to state your case. You need to tell God what you need, what you want. You need to tell God what's going on in your situation. And we find the tail end of that prayer in verse number 12. It says, in our God, thou will, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company. See, it's a, it's a power that they couldn't defeat. We don't have the power to win this. But we know you hear us. What are you going to do? You say, well, can you go to God that way? Well, absolutely you can. Lord, uh, I know uh, I, heard, I heard a preacher talking about his TV bills. And their TV bills can be, there's, they can be really big. <laughs> Believe me, now, I'm not in the league that this fellow was in, but I can tell you TV bills can be big, just on our level. And, uh, you know, when you need a million dollars, you need a million dollars. And when you need 10 million, you need 10 million. That's just what you need. You get what I'm talking about? Yeah. You say a million? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's, that's the world you're living in. All right. Well, when you don't have any ability to pay it, and the mail comes in, I heard this preacher say uh, the mail came in with all of his TV bills, and he just held it up and said, Lord, you've got mail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lord, you've got mail. I can't pay it. I'm out here doing what you asked me to do. Now, you've got some responsibilities here. So I believe you can talk to God that way if you walk with him in doing what he wants you to do. You're not pushing him around. You're doing what he said to begin with. Amen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son. When you partner with Power of the Word, you are sharing that same love and making a real difference in the lives of hopeless and hurting people. Through our television ministry, we have the potential to reach millions of households across the world with the powerful messages of Jesus Christ. Your giving, your partnership, brings that anointing into your life. That's what Paul said. He said, grace on me gets on you. Help us continue to spread the gift of Jesus with your gift today. To give, go to poweroftheword.com. Call us at 800-956-4433 or text the word GIVE to 865-978-6380. Partner with Power of the Word and help us change lives. And he said, O oh, our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. 
And see, that's what we do when we set a fast. We say, Lord, we don't know what to do here. There's an enemy, there's a foe. I'm talking to you about fasting when danger is present. Amen. And we all face it in some form. And all Judah stood before the Lord and their little ones, their wives and their children. And upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of, well, it could have been, why couldn't it have been Jack and Fred and Alan or something like that? He said, a Levi of sons of Asaph came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Now notice what happened <clears throat> when they went on a fast. The spirit of the Lord through a prophetic visitation came in the midst of that congregation. If you'd have been here last Wednesday night, you'd have seen that right here in this house. You missed something by not being in church Wednesday night. Believe me, you really, really did. Am I provoking you? You better know it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't get it when you ain't present. Well, I can get the tape. It ain't the same, McGee. You know what I mean? Well, that's the weakest grunt I've ever heard. But it's still nonetheless true. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Now see, they put themselves on a fast to seek God for this enemy that was in an, an onslaught. They were under siege. They were being attacked. And the prophet came in and said, the battle's not yours, but God's. You can face any enemy the devil can bring your way if God's in your corner. That's all you got to do. Get God in your corner. And that's what fasting does. See, this is what happened as a result of their fast. He said, tomorrow you go down against them. Behold, they come up to the cliff of Ziz, and you shall find them at the end of the brook. He even told them where you'd do where they'd be. He said, before the, before the wilderness of Jeriel, he said, you need not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself. He said, don't even fight. He said, you don't need, need to even fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, neither be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And so that was the instruction of the Lord to them as a result of the fast. They're going to lose this battle. Now, I'm going to say this to you. You know, there are people who think, well, it would have happened anyway. God's a deliverer, and he'd have done it anyway. Well, you don't know that. You don't know that at all. Why is this stuff in the Bible? Is it just here for space filler? Is it just, you know, God didn't have much to say, so he thought he'd throw that part in there? No, it's there for a reason. It's there for a reason. Everybody say a reason. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, listen, worshiping the Lord. See, that was the response to this word from God. They worshiped God because of this word from God. Amen. And the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korites stood up.
to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a loud voice on high. They worshiped and they praised. And there's a difference in the two. But anyway, let's just say they worship and praise and leave it to that. We'll define the difference at another time. That's another message for another day. Amen. Praise God. And they rose early in the morning and went forth to the wilderness of Tekoa. As they went forth, Jehoshaphat said unto them, Hear me, O Judea, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. Now, we, we quote this passage quite often. Believe in the Lord your God, and so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. But the context of that was as the result of a fast and a prophetic word and going up against the enemy. It wasn't just some loose phrase out here hanging in midair somewhere. There was a whole lot that went into that. And he said, if you don't believe the prophet, in this case, evidently the flip side of getting it is not getting it. You believe the prophet, so shall you prosper. You don't believe the prophet, evidently you won't. There's always another side to the coin. Amen. Because if they didn't go to if they didn't go down there and do what they were told to do, see that would have been unbelief. It wouldn't have been acting on the word that they'd been given. Amen. And when he had consulted the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. It didn't say see God, you know, you read that often and you think, and I've heard this, well God told them to send out singers. He didn't. They chose to do that. Amen. He appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of holiness. And they went out before the army to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. That's what we said today. The Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. Why do you think we say that? It pleases God when you say that. You find that a lot in scripture. Amen. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord said, ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir and were come against Judah and they were smitten. Now, I don't know how God ambushed them. I don't know how he did it. I, I don't know what he did. I don't see the definition of what an ambushment would look like, but God ambushed the enemy. God set an ambush for the enemy and the children of Israel were told, don't even fight. Don't even lift up a weapon. Don't even raise your hand in battle. You just go down there and praise and worship, trust, and watch and see what I do. Now, I'm talking to you about fasting when danger is present. This is a dangerous thing. People could lose their lives. But nobody did. Why? Because they fasted. Well, I didn't know that was available. Well, you do now. When you face things, you know, and, and there's all kinds of things that, that can come up. You know, you, you, you find somebody's been in your bank account. You know, somebody from Timbuktu and beyond. How'd they get my numbers? How'd they get my password? And you, you know? Well, what are you going to do? You can't find them. Well, I'll tell you what you can do. You can turn your face against the wall and you can seek the God who knows exactly where they are. I mean, there's things. I mean, you don't even know how it can happen. 
You don't even know where the warfare could come from. That's what he said. He said, the first thing you need to do is set your face against the wall, set your face to seek God and let God turn a bad situation and turn it to good. And then you find, and you could read all the verses in between, but for time's sake, we, we can't. But you go down here in verse 25, and when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil, everybody say the spoil. Now see, God said ambushments, and when he defeated that enemy, there was stuff. Everybody say stuff. That's a Bible word. It is a Bible word. I mean, you find God said, they, you know, talk, talked about certain soldiers. He said, let them stay by the stuff. So stuff is a Bible word. Amen. But he, he says, and, and the people came to take away the spoil. Now, you know what the spoil is? That's the wealth. All right. They found among them the abundance both of riches and the dead bodies. I don't know how God ambushed them, but I mean, they're dead. They're dead on the battlefield, and the people didn't do anything. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it, but it wasn't pleasant for the enemies of God. I'll tell you that right now. It, dead bodies and precious jewels, and they stripped them off for themselves, more than they could carry away. They had so much wealth, they couldn't carry it. I don't know if that's bothered you lately, but, you know, I'd get a wheelbarrow or something. I'd do something. We all face times in our life where evil or danger is present. We have the story of Esther and the Jewish people and a diabolical evil man wanted to destroy the Jewish people. And they proclaimed a flat fast. And then we find the great apostle Paul when he was in a, he was in a hurricane out in the Mediterranean on a boat, on a ship. And the Bible says that they had given up all hope of being saved. It just was over. And after a long time of fasting before God, an angel appeared to him and said, you'll be saved. The ship will be lost, but all those that sail with you will be saved. And so fasting sometimes brings great, great, great uh, pressure to bear on the forces of darkness. God begins to move. You say, well, why is that? I'm not sure I really understand all the reasons why, but I think it's a, it's a, demonstration of our faith in God and our trust in God and our putting our hands in His hand and allowing him, him to do what He desires to do anyway. But there's evil forces that are pushed back and angelic forces that are released through our times of fasting. And so in dangerous times, it wouldn't hurt to go a day or two without some food, really. And you may be facing that. If you don't know Jesus today, that's the most important thing, most important decision that you could ever make. Pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Jesus, do it. Say, Jesus, I take you right now as my Lord and my Savior. I give my life to you, serve you. Sin, Satan, I don't serve you. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. Now, if you prayed that simple prayer, no, you meant it. You wouldn't pray that if you, if you didn't. We, uh, we want to rejoice with you and we want to pray for you. So let us know here that you've prayed that prayer. And we uh, want you to know that we do these broadcasts for you. You're the reason we do it. We love you. We care about you. And we look forward to our next time together. Until then, God bless. We hope you've been blessed by today's teaching. 
If you would like to receive this message by Dr. Ed King as an MP3 or CD for a gift of any amount, please visit us at poweroftheword.com or call us at 800-956-4433. Let the truths found in this message take hold in your life. Request your copy today.